It's all meat to me. Oops, all necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the table, everyone. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug. Vinny, Seder Druid, show me what's in the soup. Why wouldn't you show me the soup? See? Madam L, half-elf bard, who woke up on the wrong side of the floor today. <laughs> and Bree. Salami Susanu, hep jep wibber, not afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do a quick recap of what happened last time at the Vanderplume Estate. After trapping the swarm of mirror shards in a tense night staying in a haunted house, Madame L woke up trapped under the floorboards, but Finny and Soren freed her from her temporary tomb. Our trio procured breakfast from Tybalt's kitchen and happened to find a heart along the way. Just as they were getting to a second seance, Tybalt had to stick his nose where it doesn't belong once again, and things are coming to a head. So, y'all three are standing on the landing that is between the first and second floor, like the, the landing between staircases. Up the stairs and slightly to the left, basically right under the trapdoor, is Tybalt and the floating specter of Lavinia that is all sorts of wigged out looking, like claw-like hands, you know, exaggerated facial expressions, and... Not only that, there are the shards of glass which are currently laying inert that are starting to slowly rise around Tibble. And Finny has just asked, essentially, <laughs> what the hell is going yeah. on? Which I think shocks uh, both parties upstairs. Lavinia, her hands uh, shrink from claws back down into just normal hands, and her face gets a little less exaggerated back to presumably how she looked in life, and she turns to the party and goes, Well, Tybalt, the heartless bastard, wanted to kill our little Baldrick for his insipid contract. And Tybalt cuts in with, I believe what my dearly departed wife is trying to say is I was going to sacrifice our youngest, yes, but for the greater good, and Lavinia cuts in with, The greater good! Tybalt, you scum-sucking wastrel! That is our son you're speaking of! You are going to murder him! Well, I didn't get the chance, did I? Because someone was summoning a monster to try and slaughter me, her loving husband, and I wish I had been able to finish the summoning, you gutless pig! But no! You had to go and cut my heart out mid-ritual! Now the damn thing can't even do that, though it's at least giving poor Duncan a hand. Poor Duncan! Duncan, he's the one who dumped your corpse in the sewers, you stupid specter. How dare you treat the help that way? Oh, big halfling couldn't even dispose of me. I bet you forced him to swab up my blood, too. Devils below, I should have plotted to kill you years ago. And at that moment, you notice that Tybalt's collar is floating a little bit, and then a rift forms in it, and Lavinia slowly morphs back into... 
her more specter-like form, and the shards of glass start spinning faster and faster. Well, and we're going to enter initiative because shit's popping off. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. I got a nine. I got a six. I got a six. We, we just learned some things that really what? kind of fuck with our options here. Yeah, no, we cannot leave these children here. That was the big thing. He's like, just going to kill his kid. Okay, doke. So, Madam L, go ahead and roll. We'll call it Arcana. Soren, you can as well, but you have disadvantage because of what this applies to. Okay. Benny, you can as well, but also disadvantage because you would not know the specifics of how okay. this contract deal would work. Uh, with disadvantage, I got an eight. I got a unnatural okay. uh, 20. I got a two. <laughs> okay. As I figured, both Soren and Finny don't really know why things didn't work because you know the contract is just supposed to be someone dare to him. Mm -hmm. And presumably his wife would be or would have been or whatever. Madam L, you know because she was sacrificed or killed outside of a potential ritual circle, it didn't do anything. I mean, it th that is how you sacrifice souls is they have to be in a ritual circle or you can like write sigils on their body, that sort of thing to try and do your thing. So that is why she's still here. So that's why she's a specter. That's also why the contract didn't work. And well, now you know why the heart was in the freezer and there wasn't a hubbub mm -hmm. about it. Anyway, first in the order is Soren. Um, I'm going to go ahead and you know me. I'm a fraidy boy. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast major armor on myself. Thank you very much. Okie doke. Yep. Um, and back up. Can I go, um, can I move um, away from them? Okay, yeah, you move up the stairs, up to the hallway, to the right, and you'll end basically where the railing ends. So, yeah, you'll be at the the entrance to the right-hand hallway. Mm -hmm. Cool. What's the plan, Madam L? Well, Mr. Soren, I believe we are in a lose-lose situation here, so perhaps we try to alleviate the immediate problem and de-escalate the situation so that we can find any kind of solution that is palatable. So you see Tibble, his collar has started to tear, and you see the slightest dot of blood appearing on the back of his neck, and oh yeah, that's an 18 to hit. Okay, so uh, yeah, you see that dot of blood, and then that dot of blood quickly becomes a torrent of blood as something just sort of jabs a hole from the back of his neck, slightly to the right of his spine, out the front. What? And there's a gush of blood from both sides. Uh, but he is still standing. Oh, sorry. Uh, and then the flesh around the hole necrotizes, and he drops to the ground. Okay, that is Madam L's turn. I think Madam L has to talk to Lavinia and try to do... I. This is all I can think to do. Lavinia... Mm -hmm. Now, listen here. I have no kind feelings towards this man that you're trying to kill. In fact, I very much understand why you would choose to do so. But tell me, what happens to your children when he is dead? I... And you see the entire specter 
sort of shudder like it's glitching out in a way. Sort of shudders between this clawed figure back to just Lavinia floating there to this clawed figure. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. That's a 15. And she goes, I I don't know. And for the moment, temporarily seems to have stopped going to attack Tibble. Uh, so Madam L will bardic inspiration Tibble. Now, Lord Tibble, don't die on us yet, you belligerent little fool. And somewhere off in the ether, he's quite inspired <laughs> and a little insulted. Cool. So since all three of you have talked, I'm going to see who the shards go after. Oh, good. So you see the swarm of shards spin forward, presumably into the space where whatever it was that attacked Tibble is, and spins real fast, and nothing seems to happen. So it is going to be Finny's turn. Okay. Finny is going mm-hmm. to throw the bead of fairy fire at where mm-hmm. the skulk is. As I, I throw the bead, somehow my necklace starts to glow green, and so does the bead, and then the fire is a bright green color. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything in a 20-foot cube within that area, which would include the shards, the skulk, Lavinia, and Tibbles, will be limbed in fairy fire. So they all need to make dexterity saving throws to try and dodge this, which is so silly that you can dodge this. We'll go basically from left to right, do the specter first. So she got an 11, which is not good. But now she's glowing, which is cool. Uh, The shards are fine. They got an 18. Tibble automatically fails because he's unconscious, so now his corpse is glowing. Sorry, not his corpse, (laughs) his unconscious body. And Skulk is gonna go. Uh, It does have a 19 dexterity, so... Oof. Oof. And it got a 3 plus 4, so 7 total. So it is also limbed in fairy fire, showing Lavinia but stretched. It's unpleasant to look at. Oh. <laughs> so, glowing specter, glowing skulk, and glowing tybalt. Uh That will last for one minute as you don't have to concentrate on the spell because it was in that wonderful little bead. So that will last from this round to ten more rounds. Yay. More than enough time. Now we can see the ugly skulk. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I imagine it being like if Lavinia... If someone made a dollar store reproduction of Lavinia. Bootleg Lavinia. (laughs) Uh, Y'all have seen It Follows, right? No. I have, yes. He refuses to watch it with me. Okay, so you know when they're on the beach or whatever, and there's whatever the creature is for It Follows, but it's the stretched out thing? Uh Uh-huh. That, but it's got a cute little halfling face on it. so much. Okay. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh, Oh, and also claws that are about a foot long. Mm. No. Uh-huh. No. Damn, baby. So the good news is that if you decide to ta- attack Lavinia, uh, you will have advantage on attack rolls against her. Um, If you decide to attack the Skull, you'll have advantage on attack rolls. And if you do decide to attack Tybalt, 
you will have double advantage because he's unconscious and <laughs> therefore helpless and also limbed in fairy fire. Okay, it's Tybalt's turn. <laughs> Death saving throw time. He's, is he going to use his bardic inspiration? Uh, we'll see how it goes. What is that? It rolled into the shadows. Yes, he is. Uh, D6? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let me see. Yes, uh, D6. Okay. Still not good enough. That is one death fail for him. He got an eight total. Oof, a doof. Five on the D20 and a three on the D6. Okay. Uh, goes back to the top of the order. Soren. Um, I don't know if I had the heart out in my hand already or not. Presumably so. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't have really had time to put it away. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, like, hold it out in my hand so I'm obviously, like, have a grasp on it. Now, maybe we can arrange, um, a more extended period of unpleasantness for, uh, Tybalt over here. But for the time being, we need him alive. And I need you to call that off. Um, I don't know if she can... But that's, I guess, a persu- or intimidation, I guess? Because I, it's, which one is it? It would be intimidation. Uh, well, I rolled an 18, and my persuasion uh, do it. is, it's a 17, because it's minus one, but. Yeah, that'll still do it. Okay. She says, well, I, I, I can't call it up. The ritual is, I, I can't, but I can help destroy it. Works for me. Um, then I guess cool. I'm gonna start up, uh, a pro- I, I don't know, I don't wanna die, this skulk will kill me, hmm. This is a situation where all the monsters are wild cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know if I go- because if I- there's no point to me doing a medicine check on old child murder McGee if he's just gonna keep getting hit every round and failing his death save, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. To get to him, you would have to pass the skulk, which you can now see, the shards of glass, which you can see, and also Lavinia. Or at least you'd have to pass close to her. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Um, then I guess I'll move up, not super close, but closer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, then I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead and cast Toll the Dead on the shards. Okay. Hey, yeah, that's going to do it. That's an 18 on the die. Okie dokie, that's all. They have shit wisdom, but it's still enough to keep it above. Takes us to the Skulk and the Spectre. So Spectre is going to attack Skulk first. She floats over uh, Tybalt's body and takes a swing. Uh, So you see Lavinia floats over and one of her hands morphs back into that claw mm-hmm. and it just sort of plunges into the heart of the skulk or around about where the heart should be and pulls out a glowing something and then that glow suffuses into Lavinia and the skulk looks a little thinner than it was. What a nightmare creature! Mm-hmm. It's all spindly now. Mm-hmm. Oh No! <laughs> Uh, Soren, highs or lows? Highs. So, good news, that's a 93. Mm-hmm. The bad news is that the good news is bad news because that means the Skulk is going to attack you, and not Tibble. Oh, well, I hate it either way. <laughs> either way, it's bad. 
Does it move up all on me? It does, which means that that swarm's going to attack of opportunity. Uh, as you see it try and just pass through this cloud of mirror shards mm -hmm. and get shredded to shit, uh, there are bits of black goo just sort of flung all around, and you can just sort of see the outline of this thing, but it looks like some of the cuts are fairly deep because the outline shows divots where there weren't any previously. Oh, God. Is it so, like a fucked up disco ball with shards of mirror sticking out of it? <laughs> uh, yeah. A few are sort of embedded in it, uh, and you can kind of see where they are. The outline extends a little bit. And... I hate to ask this, does a 17 hit? Yeah, but like, barely. It only deals five damage. Oh god, okay. As it <clears throat> flexes one of its claws and just sort of whips its arm at you. Mm -hmm. And just straight across the chest, your shirt's ruined. But it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, I'm still uh, in temp HP, baby. Yeah, you see some of that... Uh, greenish necromantic vitality flows out of your chest wounds, but it doesn't seem like you're hurt too bad. Mm. Madam Ellet, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Madam El, I think, is probably quite pleased to see Lavinia uh, on their side, at least temporarily. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I think I'm going to focus on the Skulk, mm -hmm. and I think I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the Skulk. Okay. Uh, what is my saving throw for that? Charisma? Uh, no. A wisdom saving throw. Okay. Hot damn. Uh, that is a nat 20. Oh, oh damn. No. Yeah. Uh, with its wisdom negative added, that's 18. But unfortunately, a nat 20 is an auto pass. Yeah. You can't phase me. Um, yeah. yeah, perhaps it has... Uh, some sort of that goo leaking out of its ears, but for whatever reason, it seems unaffected by your dissonant whispers. Mm. Uh, do I take a attack of opportunity if I move towards Tybalt now, since the skulk came down, or? Um, this hallway is not wide enough to effectively skirt around them, but it won't have advantage on you because it's no longer invisible. And Lavinia is not going to attack you. So, y yes, you would, but it wouldn't be as bad as it could have been. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just have to do that. Okay. So we'll take this attack of opportunity. It rolled another nat 20. No! Does it crit on a attack of opportunity? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Madam Mel's probably just going to die then. Maybe not. You take five points of damage. Okay. Okay, that's not horrible. That's yeah, just probably you, most of at? it. That's just half it's of it. It's not as bad. Okay. It just half. Just half. Very poorly. All right. All right. On its damage. What's it do to her? Hurts. Uh, it once again. It seems like whatever the shards have done have maybe cut some important something somewhere in it to uh, give it full mobility of its arms because it again just sort of whips its torso and 
one of its arms flies out and slashes her pretty deeply uh, on the side of the neck. And, you know, once again, if she had a high collar on for this outfit or whatever, it is it is ruined. Mm-hmm. That's a hat and a dress potentially ruined. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're, you're bleeding pretty heavily, but you're still up. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and use that potion on Tybalt then, against my better judgment in some ways. Uh, 2d4 plus 2. Uh, so that's an 8. He <gasps> comes back, uh, and you see his wounds heal a little, well, I shouldn't say a little bit, quite a lot of it. His throat closes back up, uh, and some of his pallor fades away back to his normal skin tone. And his eyes burst open, and he coughs a little bit and looks at you and goes, What What happened? Did she get me? <laughs> Madame L, uh, looking at him with just blood all over her, says through her teeth, Lord Tybalt, just keep your mouth shut for a while, please. And he just sits there, sort of eyes bugging out, and uh, <laughs> it seems like he's a bit shocked. <laughs> so... The shards start spinning rather rapidly and heading in your direction, Madam L. And then something occurs that causes them to just sort of slow down and just sort of float around you in an ethereal sort of way. And you kind of see your reflection a little bit uh, in different mirror shards. And you look pretty messed up, but hey, at least they didn't stab you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is to say they rolled a two. Mm-hmm. You're safe for now. Young Finnegan, it is your turn. Alrighty. Well. I will say that the skulk is looking quite ragged. Um, it's sort of hunched over in comparison to how it was standing uh, well before it got kind of shredded. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's pretty close to death's door. Okay. I think Finny is going to use produce flame, throw a ball mm-hmm. of fire at it. Yes, remember you have advantage on your attack roll now because it is highlighted by the fairy fire. Okay. 19. Hell yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, how much damage I do to this ugly thing. Seven. So maybe it's because your innate sort of fey magic is working in concert with this fairy fire or maybe it was just that close to dying or maybe skulk blood is highly flammable (laughs) but you sort of focus on your amulet and it glows a bright sort of green and you just launch what should have been you know a standard size fireball something that fit in the size of your hand uh, it's about the size of a bowling ball. Whoa. And Jesus. just blast this thing's head off. Just <laughs> gone. Whoa. And you see its corpse sort of slump forward. On to me? I should say, you see the outline sort of slump forward uh, a little bit onto you, um, Soren. And then the glow fades, and you feel some sort of goo coat the front of you, Soren. <laughs> but the skulk is gone. Did you guys see that? 
Thank you. Finny. That was the biggest ball of fire I've ever made. Very good job. Thanks. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm. I've got skulk goo on me. Hmm. Okay. It's the best kind of goo that's invisible. Yummy. You'll never know if you're completely clean ever again. I don't oh, expect no. to be. <laughs> All right. It is Tybalt's turn. What's Tybalt gonna do? Um. Uh. Master Salami, if you could throw me the heart, please. I ha I don't respond to that at all. <laughs> you, the big red one, throw me the heart. What is your name, Soiree? <laughs> Susanu, no. Susanu. <laughs> Soren, that's it. Sorden, throw me the heart. No. Well, that's his turn. <laughs> Top of the order, Soren. It's your turn. Sorry. Oh, it's Soren's turn. Yeah, I was spacing out after all my uh, good bad names for uh, Salami. <laughs> that's my secret name. You're not allowed to tell people that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my true name. Salami. <laughs> salami. Well, if it was your true name, then you should throw him the heart, because that's the first one he used. Uh, he spelled it Direct wrong in man. his head when he said it. Ah, spelled it with an E. Gotta spell it with the I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, so there's a bunch of shards. Tybalt's on no longer in actively dying. Yes. Uh, the Skulk is dead. It's just the shards? Yep. Okay. Uh, then I'll go ahead and cast Frostbite on the swarm of glass shards. You need to make a con save. DC 13. Okie doke. So here's the fun thing. This is something we haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. Because I find it very good and fun. Spells with saves crit whenever someone gets a nat 1. The shards just got a nat 1 on their save. Mm-hmm. As such... Your spell is going to deal double damage, and I am going to find, or I'm going to use a spell surge chart to see what other fun effect your spell has. Um, so it takes f four damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me a d20 real quick, please. Okay, daddy. Can do. Six. Six, you say? Mm-hmm. So the crit effect you got is called good hit. Do not roll your damage dice. Instead, deal the maximum result possible with those dice. 12. So 12 damage. Uh, so you release this sort of necrotic wind. Maybe ice crystals sort of just form around your hand. And this wind rockets out and sort of shoots past Madamel, and Madamel, it feels like you just went to the tundra. You know what it feels like in the barren tundra of the far north of Nathraxil, because you just felt wind from it, and the shards just freeze up and then turn to mirror dust. Just poof. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> and are completely destroyed, and it sort of snows down around you. And also make sure to close your eyes, because uh, glass dust is in your eyes. Not good. Uh-huh. Tybalt goes, ah, my eyes! 
Uh, at this point, we are no longer in initiative as you have uh, dealt with all hostile creatures. Yay! Okay, uh, then I'm going to uh, reach into my reach into my one of my many small bags. I have many of them, mm-hmm. and pull out like a. Uh, just like a little vial, not like a teeny tiny one, mm-hmm. but probably one that's like the length of your hand. And just sort of like kind of hold it up to where the goo is and just kind of like scoop a little bit of, bit of it up. Put a stopper in there, pop it back in my bag. Go ahead and add to your inventory one vial of skulk juice. TM. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Skulk juice TM TM. Nutritious. Part of a well-balanced breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's keto. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is skulk juice technically a meat who knows <laughs> i guess i'm gonna after i've scooped that stuff up i guess i'm gonna like look at madame l and finney and then like look at um uh tybalt and like kind of do a little punch gesture <laughs> like uh uh want me to knock him out does tybalt look incapacitated in some capacity like I mean, he is still on the ground, and like I said, he's basically half-blinded from that whole mirror dust thing going on, so... Okay, okay. Yeah, Madame Elle will look at Soren and kind of do, like, a like back-and-forth motion with her hand. Uh, I, I think mm. she's not... I, I, I think she's not sure yet. Uh, I raised my eyebrows like, mm? Lavinia mirrors the back-and-forth hand motion. <laughs> um, she'll... So... Madame Al will clear her throat and say, <clears throat> Well, Lavinia, I, I think we now ought to talk about how best to ensure the safety of your children so that you can move on. Does that sound correct to you? And she doesn't sigh because as a spirit, she does not breathe and cannot sigh. But she goes, yeah, Yes, I, I, I think so. I very much appreciate your cooperation in this. I know it is a difficult circumstance, to say the least. Okay, well then I'm going to cast Charm Person on Tybalt. Okay. Is he wise enough to beat me? How drunk is he still? He is not, because he just got a nine on the dice. (laughs) And his wisdom is not that great. (laughs) And he goes, is there some sort of, there's a greenish, oh, hello. Yes, young Finnegan, what what can I do for you, my friend? Could you, would you be a deer and perhaps fetch some water so I can rinse out my eyes? No. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. You can do that yourself. Would you mind perhaps assisting me so I may wash out my eyes? Uh, 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 fine. I'm letting him hold my arm kind of like a, a, like a little old person. <laughs> And I'm like now, a Boy Scout. <laughs> as you um, assist him down the stairs, you notice that it's getting warmer in the house, and it seems like there's just the faintest hint of sunlight coming in from outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lavinia just sort of flows gently behind you guys as you head to the kitchen to get some water to wash his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you notice that she seems to pointedly move around the uh, rays of sunlight coming in through the windows. Mm-hmm. And when you walk through the dining room, the banners are no longer whipping like they're in a high wind. When you go into the kitchen, it's just a kitchen. 
maybe Madame L, you take a quick peek under the uh, the lid of the cauldron and see that it is just soup, uh, scalded soup, because it's been going for quite a long time, because I guess Duncan forgot about it. But yeah, he rinses his eyes out and he goes, Ah, so good to see you again, young Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> Finnegan, would you mind... Hmm. Yes? Would you mind keeping Lord Tybalt company while we speak with Lavinia in the parlor? What am I, like a babysitter or something? And I look at Tybalt with disgust. <laughs> no, you're a manlet sitter. Oh, okay. Um. That salami is so rude, isn't he, young Finnegan? <laughs> Come along, I'll, I'll fetch us some nice cordials. I mean, I guess this is fine. <laughs> hey, yeah, fetch me some good food, too. Ah, of course, young Finnegan. If you want to go ahead and make yourself comfy at the uh, dining room table, I will get right to it. Hell yes, hell yes, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he busies himself in the kitchen. He pulls out a frying pan, goes and fetches a couple eggs from the pantry, and seems like he's prepared to make you, uh, well... Who knows how good his omelets are? Who knows if this man knows how to cook? But damn it, he's going to try. <laughs> and he's got an hour. Mm-hmm. He's got an hour. You have one hour to make an omelet. One hour of having a butler. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we proceed to the parlor and, and speak with Lavinia? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So you guys make your way through the dining room, through the foyer, back into the parlor, and things are... Relatively normal in there. Uh, like I said, there's bits of sunlight uh, coming in through the windows, and everything seems fine. Mm -hmm. uh, the fire has gone out by this point. Yeah. But. And now then, Lavinia, you know the situation better than any of us. Is there any path forward that is clear to you? Any path that would make it so that your children are not in danger? Tybalt is not the man I married anymore. Perhaps he never was, but I have been haunting, uh, well, I guess our abode for a long while, and I, I think he thought to sacrifice me in our bedroom. Uh, if you look below our, uh, well, I guess it's no longer our marital bed, you will find a ritual circle carved there. I... If the sacrifice isn't me, then he will take one of the children. That is almost assured. Is there any way we can remove Tybalt from the equation? You you could, but where would my children go? I have no guarantee that they were written into his will. None of them are old enough to take his estate by right. Who knows where they would end up? Any extended family? Any friends? No, not not in Helvetir. Um, there's no guarantee that Duncan would potentially write to them, and regardless, Mr. Soren, is it? Yes, madam. Do you know what happens to those of a noble class who fail to succeed or exceed expectations here in Helvetir? I do not. No. Their households are consumed by their peers. 
all of his things, house, home, children, will be divvied up in the case of his fortunate demise. And unless he has someone written into his will who has claim, it is fair game, as it were. Um, does, does Madame L know what happens to the soul of someone who is sacrificed to meet a contract with a lesser devil? They are essentially enslaved in service to that devil. Mm. As far as what form they'll take, that is almost solely up to the devil the contract is made with. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, those who are sacrifices are brought back as lemures, uh, or it could just be consumed by the devil to increase their own relative standing within uh, Infernus. Mm. Mm. Lavinia, it it seems like there is only one course of action in which your children are made safe. And so my question to you is, is that something you are willing to do? Is that a sacrifice you are willing to make? But what's to stop Lord Tybalt from just doing it again? He has three children if he was willing to sacrifice one. Who's to say he's not willing to sacrifice two or three for his own gain? So, Finnegan, you're having a a nice little seat at the dining room table. I have my hooves up on the on on the table and I'm leaned back in the chair <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm having a grand time. Oh yeah, there are some very large scuff marks under your hooves. Maybe you've just been sort of drumming them on the table as you wait for your food. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, out comes Tybalt from the kitchen wearing a chef's hat slightly askew and an apron. Things that you definitely didn't see in that kitchen, so maybe they were stored somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> and he goes, ah, young Master Finnegan, uh, here is our cordials and breakfast. Oh, and yes. he sets a plate in front of you and then directly to your right-hand side uh, at one of the places set. Uh, and it is quite possibly the worst-looking scrambled eggs you have ever seen. Um, <laughs> oh, I hate it. bits that are burnt and then others that is so runny that you're not sure that it's even fully cooked. It looks like maybe he was cracking eggs as he went along. Like, he was like, no, that's not enough. And, well, maybe just one more. I take personal offense to this. And then you see in your glass, it is almost like two separate layers. (laughs) A layer clearly of scotch. And then just like the thinnest little cap of this bubbly cordial on top. (laughs) He says, ah, of course, uh, one of my favorite drinks, the uh, Vanderplume Surprise. What's the surprise? Oh, it's the scotch. The scotch is the surprise. (laughs) It is a joke, you see, young Finny. Oh, funny. Anyway, Um, eat up. Okay. Well, I mean, Finny eats food out of the garbage, so I don't think Finny actually really cares. No. uh, And starts scarfing it down and, uh, wow, yeah, this is really good. (laughs) He, uh takes a bite, and you see that clearly there is a bit of eggshell on his fork, and you hear a crunch, and then he goes, mm. yes, Ugh. quite, um, quite a bit of calcium. Yeah, mm. good for your bones. 
and he just downs his drink. So I have a question to ask you. Oh, yes, yes, of course, young Master Finnegan. I know we're... we're friends now. Huh? Ah, haven't we always been? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well... (laughs) Mm. Can... Can you just try and make some sense to me? Why would you try and kill your own child? Oh, you see, I've I've formed a contract uh, with a devil. I shouldn't tell you his name. They don't like when you do... Oh, of course. Uh, His name is Gogmath the Chortler. Great fellow. I... You... Listen. One of these days, you'll have to meet him. Great at contracts. (laughs) Good deal. Anyway... Uh, you see, I had signed this contract because I need a promotion at, at work, you see, um, to, of course, you know, support my family and my, my Goliath servant, Duncan. And so all I had to do is sacrifice someone dear to me. And really, I've only known Baldrick for five years. I mean, what he's... What the fuck? <laughs> you know. What the fuck? What the fuck? He's a little scamp, but, but then, of course, Lavinia had to disagree with me. We had a quite a few arguments in the study, let me tell you. And so, one night, while I was uh, on my way to bed, I had heard a bit of a, a thumping upstairs, you know, where I, I keep my things, my old war medals and what have you for my, my time in the service. Yes. And, um, so I heard this thumping, and of course, Duncan had already gone to bed. The man gets very grumpy without his sleep. He gets, gets Rightfully odd. Anyway, so to continue, um, yes, so I went up and, uh, my wife Lavinia seemed to be performing some sort of dark Nathraxi ritual of some sort, I don't know, uh, but I, I did hear my name mentioned a few times and, uh, through some of the mirrors I could see this creature that looked a bit like my wife and, well, I figured, you know, we had had some arguments, I had had a bit to drink, and I thought, well, you know, maybe just kill her instead. Then, who knows who, what young Baldrick could end up being, but of course, I, I know what my wife ended up being, uh, and that's dead. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure any day now Gogmath will come through with that promotion, um, but if not, well... Did did I see? Was it a master salami? Is it soiree? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I saw he had the heart, and I reckon maybe I just didn't do things correctly. If I, maybe that's why her soul's stuck. You know, it's attached to the heart. Who knows? Have you ever thought you might not have loved your wife enough? (laughs) What? No, no. Of course I loved my wife, and that's why, you know. And that's why you killed her. Well, no, I killed her because she seemed to be summoning some sort of beastie that would have killed me. Uh, okay, okay. It's it's very simple, you see. Uh, Regardless, I don't think devils know what love is, so I guess that's we're probably true. fine there. Um, but yes, if you could perhaps talk to um your friend uh, Susanu there and um <laughs> get him to just give me that heart, and maybe that'll do the trick. Yeah. We'll see what I can do. Uh-huh. Just... Fantastic. Uh, please, you've barely touched your drink. Um, would you like perhaps something different, or 
Maybe some more eggs? Good for the bones. I'm good, thanks. I, I just maybe sit there and don't talk. That's what friends do together. Because they're such good friends that sometimes they can just sit there and not talk to each other. Ah, yes. Enjoying the sunrise with my best and newest friend, yeah. young Master Finnegan. Ah, uh-huh, best friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can just have you guys entering, uh, Lavinia following, and Salami still carrying the heart. <laughs> and as you guys enter, Tybalt looks up and goes, oh, hello. He doesn't offer you anything. <laughs> he continues sipping his drink in silence with Finny. Finny and Wallace are eating eggs, and they look up and then, Hi! What's up? <laughs> I've got some eggs. You want any? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Lord Tybalt, I believe we have come to an agreement. Oh, fantastic. Lavinia, is there anything you would like to say to Lord Tybalt? And she turns and looks at him and you see her face start to distort again or her fingers extend into claws and she goes I'll see you in hell <laughs> and he goes no I don't think you will okay Madam El stands in between them um, Lord Tybalt Lavinia has agreed to be sacrificed in order to assure the safety of her children. Oh, fantastic. I should have talked to you months ago. I turn to Tibble and I say, Okay, so if she makes this sacrifice, you tell me as friends right now, will you hurt your kids? Like, will you do that? Or are you going to be a good dad? Hurt them? No, of course not. I mean... If I sacrifice her and, you know, do some sobbing and seeming distraught, <laughs> then Gogmath will probably accept it and I'll have my promotion and everything will be uh, good as gravy, as they say. Good as gravy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Everything will be as excellent as these eggs were, eh, young Master Finnegan? Oh, yep. You're more right than you even know. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, you know, daylight's burning. So, uh, (laughs) Master um, Soup, if you would hand me the pot, please, and we can take care of this and pay you and... You can be on your way, and my dear children and Goliath's servant can finally come home. Really, it's odd that they haven't knocked or anything else. Um, anyway, if you will follow me to the bedchamber, uh, we can get this ball a-rolling. I hate that he's talking like this about killing his <laughs> wife. I know, <laughs> She's already dead. It's fine. Of, uh, of... Of course, uh, Lord Vanderplume. Um, is is Lavinia still, like, sort of floating around? Yeah. Can I try to, like, trail in the back so maybe I can have a brief word with her? Sure. Um, I know this is uh, probably a poor time 
to ask Lavinia. However, uh, I do have a quick question. Um, yes, what would that be? Sorry. Does this, and I hold out, like, I guess I have the heart in my hand, mm-hmm. need to be completely intact in order for Lord Vanderplume's sacrifice to work? As far as I know, if the spell is broken before my heart is destroyed within the ritual circle, I will simply follow the path of the endless spiral. But as far as afterwards, well, it's just meat. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, thank you, Lavinia, um... Sure, I, after all, you have my heart. And she quirks a little smile at that. Oh, no! <laughs> there's an infinitely deep sadness in her eyes. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lavinia. I am too. Sorry. She floats up the stairs. Well, she hasn't float up the stairs. Why would she do that? She's a fucking ghost. She phases through the wall. It's sick. Wow. <laughs> um, and phases up through the floor, up through the bed, uh, as you guys are entering Tybalt's bedroom. Uh, yeah, it's a fairly large four-poster bed, and uh, Tybalt goes, um, Young Master Finnegan, perhaps you could help me in moving this aside. Uh, had a whole plan to, you know, sacrifice her in the bed. But <sighs> anyway, yeah. the, the circle is under there, and uh, unfortunately, um, Duncan isn't around to help, so. I guess I'll help. I'm like you know, a child, but you know. <laughs> perhaps your um, friends could assist us. Oh, I just, my hands are full. Well, I look at Madame L, who has blood all over her, and her neck is still kind of, you know, gross-looking. And mm-hmm. then I look at Soren with a heart in his hand, and I'm just like, whatever, let's just do it ourselves. And he grabs one of the uh, ends of bed and just starts pushing, and you guys are able to just sort of shift it. It's a tiny bed. Uh, it is a well, bed, isn't it? It's big for a halfling, but about normal for you guys. <laughs> but yeah, you see a ritual circle that is inscribed into uh, the floorboards. Then he goes, uh, Mr. Uh, Susan, was it? If you could just <laughs> go ahead and place that heart in the center and I'll go fetch the uh, ritual knife. Um, I hand it to Madame L and walk out of the room. I'm just leaning against the door, or near the door, arms crossed, thousand yard stare. And he leaves the room and comes back with that uh, athame that you guys saw that had plunked into the table and goes, Ah, haven't got to use this in ages. Well, actually, it was about a month and a half ago. Anyway. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Madame L has the heart, and she, I mean, it's its strange for her, I think, at this point, as, like, a member of Helveteer, and, like, somebody who's quite familiar with all of this kind of stuff, because I don't, I don't think it's ever really touched home in the way it has now. So I think mm. 
she'll she'll look down at the heart and look up at Lavinia and say, Madam, is there... Do you have any last words? Any last wishes? Tell my children I love them. I'll make sure that happens. And Tybalt goes, Ah, excellent. Always a joy, that young Master Fiddigan. Anyway, Madam Elf, you'd go ahead and hand me the heart, and we'll, uh, we'll get this taken care of. And he sort of takes it from your hand and steps into the middle of the ritual circle and goes, Ia, Ia, Gogmata, Chutla, Ia, Ia, and stabs into the heart. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and there is a flash of reddish light, and... He is completely obscured by this. There is a powerful wind that sort of pushes throughout the room and blows the both of you back and knocks you slightly forward, Soren. And when the light clears, everything's good. The ritual circle is inert, and Tybalt looks at you and goes, Well, that didn't happen when I killed her the first time, so hopefully things have taken effect. Is she gone? Um, yeah, Lavinia is gone. I think Finny looks around very sad and says, Yeah, I guess everything's good. Madame L kind of hesitantly pats Finny on the shoulder. Thanks, madam. I reckon I should be tracking down my Goliath servant and children. I'm sure they'd like to come home to a quiet household, and, well, we did make a mess of the place, didn't we, young Master Finnegan? Ah. Someone has to clean it up. Certainly not me. <laughs> and he strolls out of the room, just sort of twiddling the dagger in his fingers, just holding the heart. And I am, oh wait, he's holding whistling. it? Whistling, huh? Oh, he's holding the heart? Yeah. What's he He's doing? gonna take it and throw it away. It's useless now. Oh. I think Finny runs after him <laughs> and says, hey, as friends, again, we're friends, like I said before, can I have that? I think I want to bury her. I know you don't really care, but I think I do. Of course, Master Finnegan. Thank you. Always were one of those bleeding hearts, weren't you? And he winks and walks <laughs> out the door, uh, twiddling the dagger between his fingers and whistling a jaunty little tune. <laughs> uh Finny holds on to the heart sentimentally. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Finny, I need it. Why did you take it? I want it. <laughs> I mean, you could always ask for a piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have liked to have had the whole thing. <laughs> and he just strolls down the stairs and opens his front doors and his sunlight floods in and... Standing there on the doorstep, hand raised, is Duncan, getting ready to knock with three children in tow. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and just walks through the door, doesn't say anything. And the children run up and go, daddy, and give him a big hug. I think and... we're, we're probably watching from the staircase. Mm-hmm. And I'm, all, I'm clutching their mother's heart. I assumed you had the good idea to perhaps put it away in a sack. Yeah, I, yeah, I do that. Yes. 
and Tibble goes, Madam L, I think services have been rendered, so you will receive the second half of your payment in a week. Um, Lord Tybalt, if you'll recall, we did agree to an extended payment. Ah, of course. Duncan, if you would be so kind as to fetch them a couple rubies from the safe. Ooh la la. I'm sure that will be payment enough, as well as knowing you've done a good thing today, mm. madam. <laughs> a very good thing. And he gives you another wink. I'm going to go down to the children, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say, Hey, come over here. Kid talk. Yeah, hold on. Duncan has to get our coats. And you see Duncan has, they're just sort of lined up. And Duncan starts with the oldest, takes his coat, puts it in the cloakroom. (laughs) And then he takes the middle one's cloak, puts it in the cloakroom. And then he takes Baldrick's cloak, puts it in the cloakroom. And then Duncan goes, you children, go play. And they all run over to you and go, yeah, kid talk, what's up? So I think, What's are, going we, on? are we in kind of like a more private-ish area? Yeah, you guys are like off to the side. Seems like Tybalt's going to refresh his drink for the third time okay. this morning, so he's already headed off to the kitchen. Okay. Hi. So, I saw your mom, like you said. She she was floating and stuff. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. She wanted to say that she loves you. And she has to go away. Well, and when when is she coming back? Well, where's she, she been? She might not come back, but she wants you to know that it's okay, and that you guys should look after each other and stick up for each other. And trust me, I know how it is sticking up for myself, but. You guys have each other. So, I promise it'll be okay. Well, well, okay. And Baldrick goes, So, do you, like, want to go play catch or something? Well, I think I have to go. But maybe I'll come back and see you guys sometime. Okay. And Duncan goes, Okay. And shakes his head at you know, behind their back, and then goes to go fetch the jewels. <laughs> I think Finny walks walks over to Madame Mel and Soren. Uh, I guess if Finny's up there too, I guess I just look at both of you like we're not gonna let him live, right? I think we have to. For now. Well, yeah, I guess for now. I mean, I think this is a conversation for a different day. Vinny looks at all of us covered in blood and says, Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And as you guys prepare to get ready to go, you know, packing your things up, securing your pack, what have you, Duncan returns down the stairs with something clutched in his left hand and walks up to you, Madame L, and goes, Babent, and opens his hand and just drops two rubies um, about the size of your eyes into your hand. Mm. Oh, and jokes on you! I have huge anime eyes, ten inches in diameter. 
<laughs> that secret Soren fact that we've never known until now. He's a freak of nature. Um, and then he immediately grabs a broom and dustpan out of the cloakroom and goes back up the stairs and starts sweeping up the uh, mirror dust and just sort of looks up at the ceiling and goes, Okay. <laughs> a carriage rolls around the corner. I keep saying it like that. That is not how I say carriage. I just don't. I don't know why I keep doing it just for the podcast, but it's that's a, a treat special. for you, the listener. <laughs> and once again, it's, you know, emblazoned on the side, and there's a small Lemire, this time wearing a bowler hat that is slightly askew, uh, chomping on a real big fat cigar, and he goes, Come on, daylight's burning. We all hop in there? Mm-hmm. Hey, where are we going? The Green Fairy, please. Yeah! <laughs> and you guys are off. And you, once again, make your way back through the city, back past the Spire of the Abyssin, off to the Green Fairy. And, you know, it's a little after dawn. Well, a bit after dawn. The sun is rising. And Matilda is just starting to open things up. And you guys walk through the door, and Matilda goes, Rough night, huh? I'd rather not talk about it. Maddie, you don't even know the half of it. And she throws the bag of 50 gold onto the counter in front of Maddie. Mm -hmm. And, oh yes, um, here is your payment for tonight, each of you. And gives you each uh, one of the rubies. Whoa, oh my god, oh my god! Finnegan will... Uh, we'll help you sell that off at some point. Sell it, but it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of tuck it into my bag. How much was how much were those worth? A hundred and twenty-five gold apiece. Okay. Basically, it would break down after payment uh, that is tendered after the week or whatever mm -hmm. to being about equal pay between the three of you. Okay. Presumably, if he's been this generous with upfront payment whatever he gives at the end will more than make up for what uh, Madame L is losing, if you will, at this point. Yeah, Madame L just gives all of her money to Maddie anyway. Yeah. If I didn't need it, I wouldn't keep it. <laughs> if you think in, like, three seasons I'm not coming back to fucking murder this man when I'm <laughs> level 11, you're fucking dead wrong. <laughs> and Maddie goes, how about you guys, uh, Take a seat, I'll get you some drinks, and we'll look into getting those wounds tended to, huh? I have, uh, quite a lot to, um, think about, and I would prefer to do it alone. Um, Madam L, I will speak with you again soon. Um, it's lovely to meet you, Finny. I'll be in touch, uh, and I leave. Yeah, Madame L uh, will sit on the bar stool, kind of, you know, how you sit on your arms and then slide down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think she's just going to pass out there on the counter. Mm. <laughs> she didn't have a good sleep. <laughs> no. I think Finny just sits down next to her and is like, can I have some food? Sure, kid. Thanks. Matilda goes back into the kitchen. And you hear her bustling around, and another day passes 
in Helvetir. Hi everyone, C here. And Bug. Thanks for listening to our weird, depressing little adventure thus far. Next week, we'll be following a day in the lives of Soren and Madame L, effectively representing their ascension to level two. My sweet Finny gets his own episode the week after because he's so good and pure. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at All Necromancers for art, music, and details on the show. We'll be back next week. See you then. Mm-hmm.